Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I always felt that confession was wasted on the wrong religion, right? Because Catholics, they feel guilty all the time, but they don't want to talk about it. Jews, we feel guilty all the time, and we will tell anyone who will listen. We don't even need that privacy divider because we don't understand privacy or boundaries. We'd be hanging over the side. We'd be like, Rabbi, you know who I'm talking about. You met her at my bar mitzvah. They would not be able to keep us out of confessional. In fact, they'd probably have to lock it at some point. But it would just be so nice to go and like constantly get things off your chest. Like if your therapist is busy. But it's not just making the confessions that interests me. I'd also like to be the person that sits in the booth and listens to the confessions. Maybe that makes me nosy. And I think I'd have to be a priest, which I'm sure is a lovely job, but I don't think I'm cut out for it. I would like to hear the secrets, though. If any of you feel like confessing anything, please, I would love it. Just DM me or email me and tell me your confessions. The more out there, the better. But maybe don't tell me anything illegal because that'll stress me out. You know, it's like a big responsibility. Except illegal confessions would probably be more fun to hear. So I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to leave it up to you guys. You guys just decide and let's just let's just leave it at that. I trust you. Speaking of contacting me, I hope you guys are following me on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. Um, But I also made an Instagram account uh, just for this podcast. And it's at official social studies where I will be posting videos and pictures that correlate with the episode and polls. I just want to make it like an interactive experience for you guys. I think that will be fun. Anyway, without any further ado, let's get started with today's episode of Social Studies. Guys, I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I built my career writing comedy on the observation of these behaviors. I'm Jenna Kingsley, writer, comic, creator, and host of the new podcast series, Social Studies. Today, I have a guest I'm really excited to have. His name is Brian Breaker. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you for having me, Jenna. Brian is editor of, is it a new magazine, Brooklyn Magazine? It is under new ownership and management. Uh, it It is not a new man, a magazine. I think it, it launched something like 10 years ago and, and uh, went not quite defunct, but sort of dormant about a year, year and a half ago. And with a partner, we acquired it and I'm the running the edit side of things now. Yeah. Brian is also, uh, he was the former editor-in-chief of Ad Age magazine. <laughs> and also what I wanted to say about Brian, and I don't know, I think I told you this a long time ago, but I was a huge fan. Brian had a Tumblr. 
a, oh, big, yeah. a big Tumblr. I was a huge fan um, back when Tumblr was a thing. Um, for those of you who use Tumblr, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but you it had, used to be a thing. It used to yeah. be a thing. You had amazing content on your Tumblr. Oh, stop. You did. I followed it and you were a stranger at that point. It was all just re-tumbling other people's shit. But you had a good yeah. eye for content. Thank you, you did. You probably had a lot of followers on it. You want to know why? Why? Uh, so I I was at Newsweek a million years ago, like four, okay. four Newsweeks ago. And we were very early on to Tumblr because of a guy named Mark Cotney, who I worked with, who ran social for the magazine. And no one at the magazine cared about what we were doing online because they were very pompous about print and they thought print was an end all be all and online didn't count and it wasn't part of the brand. So we were able to do whatever we wanted online. And Mark was the Tumblr guy. He like sort of amassed a big following for Newsweek on Tumblr. He left Newsweek to go work for Tumblr uh, on when they were doing sort of editorial initiatives of their own. And when he was there, he met all the Tumblr people at various media outlets. And, I, and there was a moment where uh, Terry Gross's uh, Tumblr person from mm -hmm. Fresh Air um, went on vacation or break or something. And Mark was like, do you want to run the Fresh Air Tumblr for Christmas break or for a week or whatever? And I was like, sure, why not? And it, I was like, can I use my sign on or my name or my whatever? I subbed for the Fresh Air Tumblr in the early days and like accidentally threw that a mess. Like I think at one point, 100,000 followers Crazy. on Tumblr, which was totally bizarre. And I didn't know what to do with it. And I probably didn't leverage it in a way that I could have for I, my personal brand. But Right, right. When my video, first video went viral, I get a follow on Twitter and it didn't matter that like it was on like every news outlet. I was like, I think Brian Breaker just <laughs> followed me on Twitter, like my favorite Tumblr. Um, so that was like a very exciting moment. Um that's how good as Tumblr was. Oh my gosh. Tumblr kind of screwed themselves when they did away with Tumblr porn. I have two Tumblr porn stories, probably more. One is that um, when I was at Fresh Air, uh, you know, when you were in Tumblr, you can see the feed that they subscribe to. Oh and yeah, it's a, of course. There was so much porn in that feed. It was unbelievable. <laughs> the Fresh Air Fund yes. had a lot of Tumblr porn? Yes. And I think it's because they just followed anyone who, or followed back anyone who followed them. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. So I like logged into the dashboard and it's like porn's Grand Central Station. It was amazing. <laughs> and How do you develop your porn addiction? Uh, the Fresh Air Fund. And the other story I have, uh, I won't name names, but there was a, a sort of, I guess, investor in Tumblr early days. And, and he was apparently at some investor meeting or boardroom meeting and he pulls up his Tumblr and opens the screen. It's projecting on the screen and he's like, here's what Tumblr looks like. And it was like, porn storm <laughs> in, the, in the investor meeting. That's amazing. Uh, but then they stories. did away with nipples or something on Tumblr. They, they dropped porn entirely, I think, when, well, so, uh, I don't know when, I don't know what the time frame is, but I guess Yahoo acquired them, which was not great for Tumblr. And then uh, at a certain point, I don't, I don't know. really funny Twitter, but it, he does have one fatal flaw that we need to discuss. Brian hates 
the movie Love Actually. And once a year, he lets all his Twitter followers know. <laughs> I forgot and you were going to bring he's this He's very up. outspoken about it. And I want to get into that because that's one of my favorite movies. Like, how do you hate Love Actually? I just need to get to the bottom of it now that I have you face to face with I feel me. like it's boring to hate Love Actually. I think a lot of people hate it and there are a lot of good reasons to hate it. No and good reasons. My kids love it. Um, I, so I don't want to, there's not a hill I want to die on. I don't like love actually. I don't, I think it's stupid. I think it's corny. I think it's, uh, it's treacly. It's, uh, just uh, stupid stuff. I just love it. I I just, just, I just, I can't get enough of it. I watch it like a hundred times a year during Christmas. And um, so that's a little heartbreaking every year when I see that tweet. But I, well, I'm used to it now. It's less traumatic. I, what is it like? Or just a reminder that love it's actually It's just a reminder sucks. of how much you hate it. <laughs> and then every year I'm like, how could you hate it, Brian? Um, well, I'll most- give it another, you know, I'll give it, it's been a long time since I, I almost watched it this season with my kids and they're like, no, forget it. You don't really like, you're going to make fun of it, which is true. Um, <laughs> If nothing comes of you being on this podcast and it just gets you to sit down and watch it again. I will watch it in. Can you imagine if next year you're tweeting, I love I'm, Love Actually. It's the best gonna, movie. I, I, like there's so many scenes that you just fucking cringe. Like no. Hugh Grant dancing. It's awful. It's terrible. It's, the cards at the door. Like, the it's cards at the door ter- are the best part. Terrible. It's fucking terrible. I am still terrible. waiting for someone to show up at my door with those cards. If anyone's listening and well, cares to do it. Well, they're if they do. Um, <laughs> then I'm fine with that. It's awful. I'm sorry. I'm going back to it's awful it is boring to hate love actually but it it is so loathsome that you have no choice i know you're not happy about this but i have and especially now with brooklyn magazine perceived you as the ultimate hipster Oh, God. If not the elder of the hipsters with the Tumblr and the retro stuff on Instagram. And that you think I'm a hipster. But I wanted to talk about hipster culture with you okay. because if you're not a hipster yourself, you're at least on the fringe of hipster world. So this is a, uh, you asked me, I guess you mentioned this and, you know, you wanted to ask about this. And I gave it a little bit of thought. And this is this is like a lose lose proposition for you. There is no win for me here because I don't view myself as a hipster. I think the word is uh, a little outdated anyway. I mean, like Jack Kerouac was a hipster. I guess it depends on how you you know frame what hipsterism is. Where am I going with this? If I say I'm a hipster, then I'm a tool. If I deny being a, <laughs> if I if I deny being a hipster, then it's like the lady doth protest too much, and there's no way there's no way for me to win this. Like, uh, do I think I'm a hipster? No, I'm old. You're not uh, old. My tastes are old. Uh, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I'm not. I don't dress particularly well or pre. Uh, planned in any sort of way. I uh, just sort of go about my business. I happen to live in Brooklyn. I didn't grow up here. Where are you from? I'm from LA. So speaking of hipster being an outdated term, um, I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard of a Yuchi or a Yucky? I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's the new the death of the hipster and the rise of what comes next. I'm citing an article from Birchbox that was like 
reconfigured from Mashable. I actually can't tell where this is from. What is Birchbox? Like, what is that? Isn't that like a uh, direct-to-consumer brand? I'm not sure. It's saying that there is a new subculture that has arisen to replace the hipster. Oh, Birchbox is a, yeah, it's a D2C makeup company. Um, I think they're reprinting a Mashable article. I went on a deep dive of hipsters before you came on today. (laughs) Okay. And you ended up on Birchbox. I ended up on Birchbox. <laughs> Do they sell? Is that one of those box companies like, like subscription box? Yeah, it's like Chewy, but for makeup. I'm kind of obsessed with people that just pay to have random shit sent to them, <laughs> like in a box with no. I do it say. for my dog. I do it for my dog. So yeah, yeah so now I'm citing Birchbox, which shows you mm-hmm. how like legit my podcast is. Uh, no, it's <laughs> so this is an article. I don't know if it's, it's Y-U-C-C-I-E. How would that be pronounced? Uh, Y-U-C-C-I-E. Is that like Yuchi, like Coochie, or is it like, like Yucky? Like, oh, I w- I'm going with, because Gu- that's how Gucci is spelled, but with the Y. So maybe it's like Yuppie Gucci. Like, so the Yuchi is-, is the young urban creative. Ah, which really honestly is disgusting. That's a, there's dis- a like, there's a Yuchi I'm not going to call you a Yuchi or a Yachi or a Yucky or whatever it is. I'm going with Yuchi. Yuchi. Like, I think it's, it's youth Yuchi. And, youth and Gucci, but I, I like Yucky. That's I like cool. Yucky. Like yeah. let's, if, if it becomes a mainstream thing, they're just always going to be Yucky oh. to me. Well, Apparently, it's a product of our times combining the style, sensibilities, and social justice fervor of the hipster with the financial priorities of the yuppie. Mm. Sounds like the worst combination of attributes. In yeah, one I'm person. going with yucky. I'm not even going to go with UG on this one. <laughs> this, to me, to be honest, just sounds like like a like a run of the mill douche. Like a kind of an yeah. This is an like asshole. it's just an asshole. So yeah. now there's a new term for asshole, everybody. And you heard <laughs> it huge. here first. It's Yuchi <laughs> Yucky. I think Brooklyn should do a profile on that. Uh, do you want to write it? Um, yeah, can I? Sure. Can I interview some some yeah, yuck, yucky I Yuchis? Should, I think we should uh, create content together. <laughs> I would love that. You know, so my parents are both from Brooklyn. Are they? Whereabouts? My dad was from Coney Island. Oh, cool. And my mom is was is from Canarsie. Uh-huh. So real Brooklyn. Real Brooklyn. They met yeah. on the beach in Brighton Beach when they were that's like 14. In, that's incredible. Where are they now? They moved to the city before I was born. Uh, my mom is still here. My dad passed away. I am sorry to hear that. Thank you. Uh, no, but uh, my family is Brooklyn through and through. Legit. To plug my own uh, podcast, we have uh, the Brooklyn Magazine. It's Brooklyn Magazine, the podcast. Uh, I interviewed uh, recently Dick Ziggin who is the self-proclaimed unofficial mayor of Coney Island for life. Super interesting guy. Went to like Yale drama school and, and tried the LA thing and was like, screw this. And he came to New York, not to Broadway, but to Coney Island because I guess he liked the freaks and weirdos. Original Coney Island is the greatest. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty cool. There's a lot of griminess, but there's a lot of real estate speculation down there now and a lot of development underway. And I think it's going to get... I think it's important to keep it weird. Like you I like to. to say I'm part Carney because I have that Carney background. You are, you're definitely Carney-esque. You're, <laughs> your, your career is Carney-esque. <laughs> My career is Carney-esque. Yeah. I'm like a clown yeah. or a freak on the street. Are 
people with redheads. Whatever happened to the ginger emojis that were supposed to come out that we get excited yeah, for all the time? They're, they're, it's, they're, um, Do I have to get like a special they, keyboard? They added the, the shade to like the little yellow guys. And if you hold it down, you know, you get the different hair It has red hair? Red hair is one of them, I think. Yeah. I have not seen that yet. There's like a little dude with like, I use the little redhead guy with the uh, little redhead mustache. I mean, representation matters, right? I have to tell you, I felt very left out. Like there should be a class action lawsuit or something. I have to say, you don't look redhead right now. In all fairness, I'm a little bit of a traitor. I have um, highlights, so I'm more blonde, but yeah. I do have a ton of freckles. You just can't really see them on Zoom. Yes. But I love freckles. Me I mean, it used to be a thing growing up. I hated them. I don't know how you felt about yours, um, but I love freckles. I'm actually like obsessed with people that have freckles. Yeah, I love them. And I love that they're everywhere. I think when I was a kid, um, I was, I mean, it was childhood was tough being that, that little redhead. Anyway. I um, happen to love redheads. As do I I actually have like a, that's the thing. Like I, uh, I'm kind of attracted to redheads, which is uh, (laughs) awkward when you are a redhead. By the way, so am I. I think redheads are hot. most retro-y thing about me, I guess, is that I like records and I collect records. Yeah. That, which is awesome. I got my son a record player when he was little, so he could fully, I we're a big it. music house. How many records do you have? Cause it seems like you have thousands and thousands. I don't know. I would probably estimate it's a, it's a disease. It's an illness, maybe around 10,000. I'm looking at them right now. Wow. Because they seem, they, they don't take up a lot of room until they do. Then they take up a lot of room. Yeah. But they're um, awesome. I mean, yeah, it's, if you're going to collect something, it's, it's like, as far as hobbies go, it's better than like heroin. I want to tell you something that I'm proud of. I mean, I'm not proud, but you know, when something's so pathetic that you're like proud of it, the first record that I went out and bought myself, Mm -hmm. Samantha Fox. Oh, she was hot. Like who is like, I want a Samantha Fox record. I remember and that. And even that worse, was it like, was a single, Naughty Girls Need Love Too. Oh yeah. And I remember. You- Naughty Girls Need Love Too. Could it be that I, that's it. I'm just going to sing the whole thing to you right now. I think that was like eighth grade-ish when she was a thing. And then like, there were like topless photos of her circulating, circulating this way before the internet. Oh, she bones. was a naughty girl who needed was, love too. And she needed love too. And it's true. Naughty Girls need love too. They deserve love too. (laughs) I don't, I don't refute that message. I'm not against the sentiment or the naughty girl behind it. No, we Um, support that. So yeah, it's funny that you mentioned her. Like I said, she was hot. That was sort of tongue in cheek. You, you know, when you go to Instagram and you go to like the search field yeah, uh, and it recommends all these posts to you. So mine recommended to me you know like you get recommended like you like all these things like here's a retro photo of, of oh, Samantha yeah. Fox um so I'm like it's the truest reflection by the way of who you are is if is what is in your uh, oh, I, have, I have this theory if you go to your search okay I'm gonna go uh, right now function in Instagram and it recommends all these things that is the truest reflection where would you recommend you? Like, if I go to my search, if I could be honest, if I go to my search bar, it's all everyone I've stalked. Okay, well, that's the truest reflection. (laughs) 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 That stands. 
I want it to um, give me recommendations. Yeah. Well, show There's, me. Can you show, hold it up? Oh, that thing. Yeah, well, that's the Explorer page. No, that's not who page. I stopped. Yeah. Wait, how can I now get to the Explorer? Oh, here we go. This is two okay. old people trying to figure out Instagram. Exactly. Um, this is, I have a lot of dogs. Yeah. See, I have. Mine musicians. is like 90% dogs on my Explorer page. What's yours? I have musicians and uh, retro boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's, uh, oh, do you follow, uh, what's the old school moms? What is it? Oh Some, yeah, I do. I, I think love it's that account. You guys yeah. should all follow old school moms. So there's this girl, check her out. She appears in every, every time I go in. Oh, those are some big boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are, but those don't look so retro. No, these are, those not are retro. kind of like intellectual. So he just showed me a picture of a girl with maybe F's. I don't know how, They're however like far. As big as like it a lot gets. Of, here's the Grateful Dead. A lot of Grateful Dead. Trying to redeem prints, yourself. Okay. Dead. There's Miles Davis and then boobs. And then boobs. Those, yeah. those were like intellectual boobs. She had like reading glasses on. I'm just trying to explain it to the listeners <laughs> so they can be part of it. Well, if you post, if you have a... I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram. I have it. Yes. I was, so I do, you guys, I'm going to post it on the official social studies account at official social studies. Every time I go to the, <laughs> okay, I'm always definitely. in there like three times. Send it and to I me. don't, I don't follow her, but I, <laughs> but you I, I stalk like her. She's, she's following me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just stalk her. I don't know. I, how does that work? Do you know? Cause okay. So he also, you also work for Digiday. Yes. Which was like a, that was also advertising. So Digiday is, um, yeah, it's the, it's the, it, it leaned more into to media than, than advertising, but it's basically the, the business of media and marketing and advertising and where all those sort of where that intersects with marketing and tech. And so did you, do you know any insight into these algorithms at all of why, like how they work? Cause it's fascinating. Well, no, they're deliberately, um, a secret. Yeah. Secretive anyway. And they, and they tweak the algorithm. So at, at certain points, so at one point they'll be emphasizing, uh, post with video. And then at another point, they'll change the algorithms. Like, no, you're, we're only going to show you, um, and each company does it differently, but we're only going to show you, you know, posts from your friends and family and not like political propaganda or whatever. So the, the algorithms differ from company to company and the, the platforms are not especially transparent about how they I kind of feel like the algorithms ruined social media a lot. 100%. 100%. Like my videos, I don't know if they still could have had the same chance because not everyone can see. It used to be everyone had an equal opportunity to get their um, content seen because it was uh, in time order. Now it's like, who knows what people are seeing? There's people I follow and I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm following them. I don't even see anything. Yeah, I think that's, that is part of the, the design of the algorithm is to keep you engaged and they think you'll be more engaged if they show you stuff that you've engaged with in the past. So that becomes like a little self-created bubble where, you know, or filter or filter bubble where you're not being exposed serendipitously to stuff that you wouldn't otherwise find because they want to keep you locked into the um, platform. To the same five people. I guess. love now is everything is a zoom meeting like before we were just allowed to make phone calls i hate it I hate phone it. calls are 
over now. You're not allowed to have a phone call meeting. I, no, I'm on a, I'm on a, on a deliberate mission. Every time someone wants to have a call with me, unless they can justify why it needs to be a video call. I want it to be a phone call. I couldn't justify this being a video call. No, because we're having a conversation that's being recorded and it helps to have visual cues in a in a yes. in an interview. Yes. hundred percent valid that this be done over video. But if I'm talking to someone about like a, something that could have been an email or B, I, I, I mean, I don't know, like, what are we, you know, what are we working on today? You can do that over the phone. I agree. I don't even know what happened to phone calls. Like everyone's like, oh, can we zoom? And it's I was like, the only time I've pinned a tweet. If you go to my Twitter, like my, and I only pinned it like last week, it was a tweet that I twatted like a year ago, like when this was <laughs> just starting out, like when it was just starting out, everything was all of a sudden a fucking zoom call. You know, I got into a fight with my then boss where he's where I'm like, this is this doesn't have to be a video call. I don't want to be on video. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. So then I tweeted that not every call needs to be a video call now. And then I, I love that. Up. It's, it's true, like by the way. The sign. Did you see there's like a meme about everyone saying goodbye on a Zoom call is like waving yeah. to ships? Like it's like the 1800s <laughs> waving goodbye to a ship. Cause that's what you do when you hang up, you're like, what, yeah, what is your go? Do you go, do you wave, do you thumbs I up? I usually wait. I'm like awkwardly waving as I try to find the Lee end call. You got to be I fast. never, I never can find it. You have to like right before it's like, you can tell it's winding down. You have to start looking for it because <laughs> you got to get out quick. <laughs> you have to get, I am always the one who's like, okay. Like I'm like, ah, and then I say goodbye. And then there's that awkward thing. It's like, well, it's, it's almost like, people left it's almost like life. if you say goodbye in an elevator, like three floors before you have to get off and then you have to stand there. That's me on a zoom call. I'm going to yeah. say goodbye to you. And then I'll be here till like Sunday <laughs> trying to get out. There's like a weird thing about saying goodbye on zoom. I wave, I put my whole body into the wave. Yeah. How do, do you get it? I, I do. I feel like you'd probably up. just give like wave. the finger. I don't give the finger. What is this, this view you have of me? <laughs> I didn't have it of you until literally five <laughs> minutes into this call. Wait a second. The other thing I, <laughs> the other thing I want to ask you about, there's something about you that makes me want to tag you in every like weird video I see on Instagram. People send me, people DM me Instagram videos all the time. I'm like that friend, person. Friends. I don't You're, even know you, you. You haven't done it yet, but like there are other people who do it. And I'm like, cool, cool. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> I think I'm it's because your content is very specific. And I mean that in a good way. Like I like when people have a POV, right? Like a yeah. really specific point of view. And how would you describe my point of view? I think you have a love for retro things. I think you have a good sense of humor. Thank you. I think that, that you, means a lot coming from you, actually. Thank you. I, you wouldn't be on here if I didn't think you had a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. um, I think you have a good sense of humor. I think that you, I don't know, like there's something like when I see Celine Dion singing awkwardly, like in really awkward video, I, I've tagged you in it. And I'm like, well, oh, I don't know have. why. I don't <laughs> yeah, know why I felt he, oh, I sent you the Mariah Carey, like the video where she's like fighting herself in the bathroom. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. But I was did like, I, reply? I think he loved you this. Like, why are you even coming to my mind? That's, that's what it is about your Instagram. You like, you work your way into people's brains with your, 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 things and then i'm like oh my god uh did I, I, I remember you sent me that yeah that was you great. liked it it was great
quick and then I'll let you go. I'm here. I got all day. So you I can go we, we can like, this, we can do this all weekend. Cry <laughs> in the corner from what I just did to you. Um, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm uh, like for the record. You're, uh, you're surprisingly record. having a good time. I'm having fun. Uh, yes. I will say I don't like being interviewed, but this feels more like a conversation than an interview. I enjoyed listening to the podcast before I, uh, just to get a taste before I went on. You have a great voice. Thank you. I think that. I'm going to actually, a lot of people have said that now I'm thinking of starting an OnlyFans. Oh, you should. Where I just, a- ASMR. ASMR where I just read bedtime stories or something like that. this. It's like 99 cents for the first minute. And remember those like lines, oh, those yeah. sex phone lines. Yeah. 1-800 ASMR. Yeah. 1-800 Jenna. Kingsley, Jenna at night, Jenna after dark. You should do a Jenna after dark podcast. And it's just going to be bedtime stories. It's going to be bedtime or maybe I'll just, I was thinking of having like a, like a OnlyFans where I just use my voice and I read really boring instructions from Ikea or like something like that. Well, to help people sleep. I think that's to help a people wonderful sleep. service. I never sleep. So if I could help someone else, that would be amazing. I saw one of your tweets. Uh, 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 Actually, I was going through your Twitter account before we did this. Uh, you got to do your homework uh, <laughs> where you were like, I'm one of those people that doesn't know when to go to bed. Or I don't know when. I'm exactly the same way. When and is hate, the time? I don't like going to bed because it's like admitting defeat. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't really want my day to be. <laughs> yeah. I got to be honest. I'm not a morning person. Like I dread when I the alarm goes, get, I have to get up. I have to get my son ready for school. Which is, how, by the how way, old is your son he's now? 16. He's going to be 17 next month. Yeah, my daughter is 15 and my younger one's 12. I think it's easier now for kids like our kids age than if you have really little kids. Can you imagine if you had like no, a three-year-old no, in the middle no, of this? Nope, my God, I'd no, kill myself. I can't. Yeah. I, I just don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's harder for the teenagers. So I do feel bad about that. It sucks. Anyway, I'm not a morning person at all. Like I'm not one of these people that I'm not really wakes either. up and is like, let's embrace the day. I hear the alarm and I'm like, it can't be like, and that's, I do that to myself because I don't know when bedtime, I, I don't know when it's time. Even if I'm tired, I'm like, there's 4,000 more tweets I can read before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or words with friends or, uh, videos or like, you know, I guess read a book. Um, yeah, it's true. Like, read. I don't, or, you know, whatever I'm. What's reading? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, it's so sad, but that's so true now. Now yeah. people read. I now give up, but I've gotten into audiobooks, mm. which is why I actually decided to finally do my podcast because I, I used to write. Mm-hmm. Um, I still write, but I feel like people want everything stream, like they want to do everything, like nine things at the same time. So now they can listen to me annoy them as they go for a run, Mm -hmm. cook. I could just annoy the shit out of you while you drive, (laughs) you know? Uh, You should start a podcast called Jenna is Annoying. (laughs) I mean, I could just retitle this one. (laughs) Jenna is Annoying. I'm not annoyed though. That's the problem. Damn it. You By try. the way, I kind of feel like that's a win because if, if you're not annoyed, I feel like you kind of like this podcast. Oh yeah. Why? I mean, why, why wouldn't I? You don't have to just say it because you're a guest. You could be like, this podcast sucks. Okay. This podcast sucks. I don't no, believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. 
thank you so much for uh, joining me and even enjoying it at times. Uh, I think enjoying is a stretch. (laughs) I I think you were secretly enjoying it. Um, I get to see his face. So I saw some smiles. I just wanted to shove my dimple. (laughs) Um, Brian, how, like, do, what do you want to plug? How do people find you, stalk you on their, like, um, I think I would love it if people subscribe, if they care about Brooklyn, subscribe to the Brooklyn magazine podcast. It's called Brooklyn magazine, the podcast. Okay. Um, you can subscribe to the Brooklyn magazine newsletter. If you, if you like, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that. It's bkmag.com. And then personally, you know, uh, I'm on social media, Slark Pope at Twitter and Breaker at Instagram. I definitely recommend following him on Twitter. He's very funny and on Instagram. So you can see maybe some retro boobs if he yeah, decides gonna, to start posting them. Uh, you know, I don't know. My kids follow. I go light on the boobs on Instagram uh, unless they're funny boobs. Funny boobs are okay. Okay. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.